Hello, hello, lovely friends. Welcome back to Get Unbothered. I hope you all are doing well, and I hope you've had a restful, happy week. Today's episode, as you can probably tell by the title, is going to be about alcohol. And this month, I actually, like many people out there, I'm sure, I decided to do dry January and give up alcohol completely for the month. For the first month of 2021, I have not had a sip of alcohol. And I will say I have felt so good. So good. I've already, you know, had my had my moments of drinking less or not drinking at all. I really cut back in 2019, midway through the year, I decided to drink in moderation. So I would have a few drinks here and there, but nothing crazy. And I decided to cut back because some friends and loved ones of mine expressed concern about my health because in college and after college, mostly after college, I just, my drinking really amped up and I was drinking a lot during the week. Um, and I was getting like blackout almost every time. I was binge drinking a lot. I didn't really know when to stop. I, I knew my limit, but by the time I got there, like I just didn't care. I just wanted to keep going and have a good time. And there were things going on in my life. I was surrounded by people who were drinking and having a good time and having fun. So I justified it to myself that way. Like everyone else is doing it. Why can't I? But I was really like self-medicating and using alcohol as essentially a band-aid over bigger issues that needed to be addressed but I was just putting off addressing them. So I I ended up in just a lot of not great situations because of being intoxicated. For example, um, when I was getting ready to leave the country in 2019 to go to Japan, I had a rental car um, because I had to get rid of my car before I left, but I needed the rental to like pack up and move things out of my apartment and still get around and and do things that I needed to do before I left. And I had a farewell party with a bunch of my friends at a bar. I had a designated driver, but I managed to drop the rental car keys somewhere in the parking lot. And it ended up costing me a lot of inconvenience and around $250. So that on top of just all the times I fell and sprained my ankle or hit my head while intoxicated or just woke up feeling miserable, hungover and anxious. Um, it was pretty, it was pretty easy to convince myself that cutting back would be good for me and drinking in moderation would be good for me because I know that my, my loved ones would never like come to me with a concern unless they truly meant it from a good place and they were they were genuinely worried about my well-being and my health. So that made it a bit easier to um to take that step of cutting back, but admitting that I had a problem with alcohol was really difficult for me. Um even now in this podcast, like I struggle to accept and admit 
the full extent of my problems because it's like it's kind of embarrassing and you always want to think like oh no like that would never happen to me I'm I'm above that like it's it's just it's not going to be me and humans are like that with a lot of different things you know we we tend to overestimate ourselves quite a bit um barring those of us who have self-esteem issues but for example most people would say they're an above average driver <laughs> and that's just not true well i thought that i was just having a grand old time i could get away with drinking i wouldn't have any lasting long-term health con- consequences and i mean it was a slow but steady wake-up call, but sure enough, I realized all the drinking I was doing was making me anxious, depressed. I wasn't sleeping very well. I felt nauseous a lot. Um, I felt just unwell in general. Um, after like a night of drinking, I would pretty much just blow off anything I had to do the next day to kind of recover and use it as an excuse to eat poorly and fill my body with things that are good on occasion, but not multiple days a week like I was doing. And earlier in college, I actually worked really hard to lose a substantial amount of weight that I had put on um, after going through a pretty traumatic event when I was younger. And I gained nearly all the weight that I lost back from from drinking and eating crap at one o'clock in the morning before the bars closed. So like I just wasn't in a good place, but I didn't want to admit where I was exactly. So I went into drinking moderately and and really still not admitting that I had a problem. I in my brain I was keeping myself from developing a problem. But <laughs> little did I know I was already there. And so I went abroad, and at first it was really hard for me because a lot of the social situations did involve alcohol. Um, the The coworkers and peers that I met while living in Japan, a lot of them did drink, and I would go out and I wouldn't drink every time, and I felt just super awkward, super weird because. I had been using drinking as like kind of a way to ease my social anxiety and like loosen up and have a good time. So I had to relearn how to kind of be my fun, happy, excited self like without the help of <laughs> without the help of um substances. And I think also I just needed a reset. Like I needed I needed time uh away from all the heavy drinking, all of the partying, and I I ended up kind of connecting with a group of girls who were more low-key and, like, laid back in a sense. We we played a lot of board games, we watched movies, we would go to cafes together and, like, try different teas and coffees and, like, scones. One of the girls, amazing baker, really really fun to be around they they're all lovely amazing girls um and they kind of helped me like come out of my shell and loosen up in the sense of this is me sober and like authentically being myself without needing a drink to kind of get by and especially earlier in my college career when I first went to Japan to study abroad 
everyone was drinking, including me. Um, and I met some wonderful people that time in Japan, too. And we, we got along really well. We drank together, had a great time. Uh, my friends that I've known since middle school, I mean, they know me sober. I don't, I don't need to drink to hang out with them and get along with them. But we would still drink together to, like, have fun and have a good girls' night or whatever. And then, of course, parties, alcohol was always involved. So I just, I know that, I knew logically that I could be my authentic and true fun self sober, but I think that sort of got lost in translation along the way because so many situations I was in, my surroundings, like, they did involve alcohol. And there is this kind of underlying pressure to drink And it's not even, like, the classic peer pressure that I'm talking about, which definitely happens sometimes, for sure. But we pressure ourselves, too, because we grow up watching these, like, movies and seeing these advertisements of glamorous men and women who are living their best lives, and they've always got, like, a good beer or cocktail in their hand. So it's very hard. Um, It's a very hard mindset to change because... We, we celebrate with alcohol, we grieve with alcohol, we, we, we tie alcohol to a lot of intense emotions. And so for me, it started off as using it as a way to like have fun and loosen up, but eventually it escalated to like, I need this to have fun. And then at a certain point, it turned into, I'm doing this to run away from my problems, but I'm not admitting it. Like, I didn't want to admit that I was having a hard time emotionally. I, I just would rather drink, smile, and carry on with my life. But the more we try to kind of run from our problems, the the more we the more we get dragged down by them because eventually they do catch up to us. You can only run from your demons for so long before they catch you. And you know, when they do catch you that's actually kind of a good thing because at that point it forces you to look them in the eye and see them for what they really are. And a lot of times they're our unresolved childhood trauma or just trauma in general. And trauma stays in the body. It affects us for years to come until we face it and work through it. So for me, reducing my drinking and drinking moderately was like the first step in healing and the first step in working through a lot of my issues that I was running from. And of course, with COVID, you know, I came back to the States and I was still drinking here and there, but nothing crazy. And I started a medication a little bit after, I want to say, end of August, early September. It could have even been October. You guys, my sense of time is just all over the place (laughs) with COVID, I'm telling you. But I started a new medication and my doctor recommended not drinking while taking it, at least in the beginning until, until I would, until I knew how it was going to affect me. So I didn't drink for a few months. And then my doctor said, Hey, if you, if you want to have a drink, occasionally you you probably can like a lot of my a lot of my patients do on this medicine and they're fine just don't overdo it 
And so I thought to myself, okay, I can have, I can have like a glass of wine for Christmas Eve. And I did. I had a nice red. It was very good. And I remember when I finished it, and I finished it pretty quickly, I remember like this fleeting thought, this fleeting desire that came over me to just finish the bottle essentially like and that scared me and I did not have any more to drink I finished the glass and I drank some water ate my food and that was that I didn't have any more I'm proud of myself because I wanted to and that that scared me because I thought after months of sobriety and being on my medicine and being in therapy that like that urge wouldn't still be there and it was because the more of the alcohol I drank, like, it just took my brain back to that place where when I used to drink, like, I wouldn't know how to stop. I would just keep going, and I'd drink quickly, and I'd drink a lot in one sitting. Definitely a binge drinker, which is a form of alcohol abuse. So, I just personally never wanted to be in that situation again, feeling out of control, with my with my drinking habits so I decided to do a dry January and it's now nearly February and I can say that I'm not sure I ever want to go back to drinking and maybe I'll change my mind and eat my words someday but for the for the time being I know confidently that I don't want to put any alcohol in my system And I've noticed, like, so many positive changes since I cut back my drinking and eventually stopped drinking. Um, But even moderation really helped me. So, like, if you are someone who struggles with drinking and you're worried about the negative effects it's having on your body, like, try try doing a dry month. Like, just go 30, 31 days with, with no alcohol and see how you feel. Um... If you're someone with a more serious alcohol abuse disorder, like you have withdrawals potentially, um, you definitely should not do a detox unless you are being medically supervised because alcohol withdrawals can be very deadly. Um, it's, it's right up there with like heroin withdrawals. I mean, it's, it's a big deal, so you need to take it seriously, but you also would be better off stopping. So definitely seek out medical advice, a a medical professional's help if you are in that more severe category of alcoholism. Maybe you don't. Maybe your relationship with alcohol is fine. But I think doing a detox of any kind can have its benefits because when you achieve something, when you prove yourself, prove to yourself that you can go X number of days without sugar, or X number of days without liquor, or X number of days without pot. Like, it's an accomplishment. It, it will boost your confidence. You'll get some positive health benefits from it. Like, for me personally, when I reduced and eliminated alcohol, I lost weight. My skin started to clear up. My sleep schedule was a lot better and way more regular. Um, going to the bathroom was better. <laughs> TMI right there. Um, I had less anxiety, less depression, still not like 100%, but I was able to get my brain in kind of a more neutral space 
because when your brain is like being altered all the time, it is, it is really hard to work on yourself, especially if you have any type of like mental health condition like me. So cutting back the alcohol just really helped me kind of focus on the things that I need to do to improve my life and address the root cause of why I started drinking the way I did in the first place. So for me, it's just given me the opportunity to work through some of those deeper issues. And it's also given me a goal to work toward. It's given me confidence in every month where I have achieved sobriety. Like I've had a sense of accomplishment and honestly, like, I, I regret drinking on Christmas Eve, but I also don't regret it. So it would be great if I could say, like, oh, I've been sober since, like, October or September. But having that glass of wine Christmas Eve, and I think I also sipped it. Yeah, I did. I sipped a mixed drink that I made for myself on Christmas Day, but I, I, I took a sip and I couldn't keep going. Like, it, I wanted to puke, so I'm not sure if I will count that. But... Testing it out, like dipping my toes kind of back into those waters and recoiling from it, like I feel like I know I've made the right decision Um, because for a moment, for a moment, I wanted to keep going. I wanted to indulge and like what, (laughs) what more of an excuse did I need other than, oh, well, I haven't had a drink in so long and it's a holiday and like, it's a great bottle of red from Costco. Like I had all the reasons under the sun to kind of throw out all my progress and have a great night. But I knew like I, I fast forwarded the clock and I knew that the next day was Christmas and I had a lot of obligations that day. And I knew I would feel guilty. I knew I'd feel miserable. I knew that it wouldn't be worth it. And sure enough, even just the next day after half a glass of wine, I felt anxious and like I didn't sleep very well. So for me, dry January was a no-brainer and continuing to be sober is also a no-brainer. I just don't want any more alcohol and I was I I debated I honestly did I debated whether or not I should even make this a podcast episode because I feel like most people are able to drink and be just fine and like it's not a big deal and it's just a way to socialize and enjoy another element of life but I also know there's a lot of people out there who can relate to this and who maybe have even struggled with alcohol abuse to an even greater extent than I have. Like, fortunately, you know, I've never had a DUI or been arrested while under the influence of alcohol or, like, done something really horrible, but I've ended up in bad situations and unsafe situations. I've regretted things. I've felt like crap and I've been embarrassed and afraid of doing damage control because like oh god what did I say last night when I was blacked out um it's not a good feeling and when you're on a runaway train I don't think it's your obligation to stay on the train until it literally flips off the tracks and crashes like I think it's okay to pull the emergency brake at any point you feel like 
it's too much for you to handle. And yeah, my train maybe hadn't like fully blasted itself into smithereens, but like, why would I want to stick around and see if that could happen? Like, why would I want to wait and see just how bad of a situation I could end up in? Like, why not just pull the emergency brake, get off, get on a different train and go another direction? Like, I don't think that you necessarily need to hit rock bottom to make a positive change in your life. And for everyone out there who is maybe on the fence about whether or not their drinking is an issue, like, ask yourself how you feel when you drink. Ask yourself how you benefit from it. I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons to drink I understand because I was there I I enjoyed it like I had I had a list of reasons like why I wanted to drink to celebrate this occasion because it tastes good antioxidants um like I'm an adult now it's it's a sign of maturity it's a sign of being kind of grown up in a sense but like there's also a lot of reasons to not drink or to at least like limit the amount you drink And I just don't think people, like, fully realize how many health issues and how many fatal accidents are caused by alcohol, like DUIs, cirrhosis of the liver, cancers. Um, It's, there's just, there's no, there's no real benefits to drinking, in my opinion, like, even just being intoxicated, like that fun, happy, carefree feeling you you experience when you're when you're drunk, is literally because your body is trying to metabolize poison and and get it out of your body. Like your liver is doing so much work to essentially purge your bloodstream of this toxic substance. So, yeah, I again, no shade to anyone who drinks, like. I don't want to come across as someone who feels like they're better than others for certain life decisions. I I just don't feel like anyone should be judged for their decisions to drink or not drink. Like, but if you're struggling, if you're struggling with alcohol, or if you're just trying to find ways to be healthier, and you don't feel like giving up alcohol would be a big deal for your life, like, go for it. I mean... There's just so many, so many benefits. And in addition to like healthier skin and a better mindset and more energy, like you just know that you're letting your body do its thing in the most optimal way possible. So going forward, I mean, if if I go out, I'm totally down to go out like in a post-COVID society where we all have a vaccine, because, yeah, I'm not going out to bars right now, obviously. But I'm totally down in the future when it's safe to, like, go out to bars, to do trivia night, to play pool, to go out for a fun girls' night, and do, like, all the things that I would normally do, but just sober. And I know that the people that I surround myself with are the kind of people who love and respect and support me and my decisions. So I don't feel like inhibited personally by my decision. I know some people might be afraid of like losing their friends or losing their like 
sense of social inclusion if they give up drinking because maybe like what they do with their friends typically involves alcohol. And if that's the case, you know, it might be a natural course of action to like distance yourself from those friends. If they, if all they do is drink and all they do is encourage you to drink, then maybe those friendships will naturally drift apart or just move to a different level where like you only see them once a month. You say no thanks every time they offer you something. You have a good time and then you go home. But you only see them once a month now as opposed to every weekend because your weekend goals just like don't align anymore. Because when you stop drinking, when you're not looking forward to drinking every Friday and Saturday night, like maybe now you'll do a book club or a painting class or a meetup with a group of people who are interested in hiking and learning about wild plants and vegetation or bird watching. Like there's so many different activities that you're going to want to devote your time to once you adjust to life without drinking or to life drinking less. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, like it's going to encourage you to grow and evolve outside of your comfort zone. You're going to learn more about who you are as a person and You're also going to experience a sense of belonging because you're going, you're going to naturally gravitate towards people and activities that make you feel whole and complete in a way that drinking maybe gave you the illusion of, but didn't really satisfy those needs. And of course, You can still go out to the club, you can still go out to the bars, and you can be the designated driver. You can get your friends home safe. When you are invited to an outing that you know alcohol will be present and you know your friends will be drinking, like, if you're uncomfortable being sober, like, in the early stages especially as you're getting used to who you are without the mask of alcohol to kind of get you through those first awkward minutes (laughs) you can just say hey guys like I'm taking a break from drinking but I'll definitely drive us home and make sure we all get back safely and that's great that's just money saved right there and potentially even lives saved so don't think of your sobriety as like a hindrance because it's not you get to engage with people in the way that you want to You get to have more meaningful interactions. You get to spend more time learning about things that you truly love and want to experience that enrich you. You'll be healthier overall. You'll have a better mindset. You'll sleep better. You'll just feel better. And for anyone who's thinking that sobriety will be like a magical cure-all to their problems. No, you still have to address what made you turn to drinking in the first place. You still have to work through those issues and those traumas with a professional. But the good news is there's tons of different ways to get support. You don't have to do AA. It's I know AA is very helpful for some people, but not I, I recognize not everyone is religious and not everyone is looking to be sober for the rest of their lives. Some people are just learning how to drink in moderation. Others are just learning how to abstain altogether, but they don't want the the religious element 
fixed to it. Um, but there's tons of different support groups out there. A lot of them are online because of COVID. So just, just do some searching, do some, do some exploration and see like what works for you. Personally, I really enjoy the stop drinking subreddit. I think that it's a wonderful page full of very encouraging people all on different stages of their journeys to sobriety. Some members are looking only to learn how to drink moderately because they were former binge drinkers. Other people are giving it up entirely. And there's there's so many reasons. There's religious reasons, lifestyle reasons, personal reasons. Uh, maybe there's a chance that you could become an alcoholic because someone in your immediate family is an alcoholic. Maybe you have a certain medical condition that drinking could just exacerbate and make 10 times worse. Or maybe you take a medication that just really interacts negatively with any kind of alcohol. Maybe you're even allergic to alcohol or you just hate the taste. Whatever the reason, you don't need to hit rock bottom, like I said earlier. You really don't. You don't need to be at the bottom of the barrel before you make a change, before you seek help. And you also don't need anyone's approval. You don't need anyone's permission to stop drinking. All you need is yourself and a whole lot of conviction determination, and willpower. And not everyone's journey is this perfect, oh, I set the glass down and never picked it back up, or I poured all the vodka down the drain and never bought more. Most people fall off the wagon. Most people make mistakes and slip up, and that is okay. We are human. We do not need to hold ourselves to these impossibly high expectations and standards. We need to be kind to ourselves we need to set goals that are realistic and we need to be less afraid to reach out for help. It is okay to need support and it is okay to make mistakes as long as we're learning from them and growing from them and striving each and every day to be the best versions of ourselves we possibly can be. That is all we can ask for. So, yeah, dry January has been great, and I'm looking forward to the rest of my journey of sobriety. But yeah, overall, I'm just really lucky and grateful to have such awesome, supportive people around me who don't mind me sipping on my water while they have their alcohol. We can, we can still all have a good time, mutually love and respect each other. I'm learning I don't need alcohol to have fun. I still have a great time with my friends without it, and I, I also recognize that this is a bit of a touchy subject to talk about, but I really appreciate you listening, and I hope you gained some insight from this podcast. I hope maybe even just a small portion of it resonated with you, but thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great day, a great night, and I'll see you next time. Bye!